Hey, friends. It's good to see you again. I'm Brian. And I'm Joe. Let's, Let's start, start the show. show. I'd never get the episode numbers right, so I'm not even going to say it. Welcome back. Welcome to episode million. Yeah. Bazillion. Number nine. Yeah. yeah. Number nine. <laughs> number nine. Number nine. This is number episode nine. Episode 81.2. 81.2. Now, now because I've made a deal of it, it it's going to be episode 78. I, I, I just looked. Even if there isn't an episode 78, that one's getting deleted. And this one's replaced with this one. So welcome to episode 78, whether you like it or not. Yep. You're like, <laughs> That's what's happening. That's what's happening. We're going to name We're it We're going to make else. ourselves right no matter what. Yes, which is good when you have the power of editing at your fingertips. Um, welcome, listener, to the episode that we're about to do with our special guest, Mr. Steve Keller, back from um, Belgium. That's right. Three so, years. So, Steve Keller, I'm going to do all, I'm going to try to say all the things that I know about you, and then you're going to fill in the stuff <laughs> okay. that I miss. Okay. So, you have been a um, longtime radio personality um, working, working in and around this area, and I believe you came here in the military, uh, in the Air Force, where you did a very similar thing. Is that correct? That's not correct. <sighs> okay. Already wrong. You're not Everybody even that far in my family is in the military except for me. Okay. Okay. So maybe that's where that came from. Or you're just making stuff up. Maybe I saw a picture or something. Someone that looked like probably his brother or dad or something, and it looked like him. And I was like, hey, there he is. I just... Sure. I, I, did, I do zero research. So <laughs> to confirm what I think... <laughs> That's okay. We'll just make it up as we go along. And we'll just edit it to make it sound like you did it right. But I got the radio personality correct, I think. Yeah. Also, um, very well-known musician. I mean, very well-traveled. I'm not sure in all capacities, though. Like, all I can remember right now is probably... Oh, I believe you're part of the Thrillbillies. Yes. Steve Keller Band. Yes. And then you do a solo solo thing. That was a give me. I know. Like, like, come on. If you got that one wrong. Wait, were you in the Steve Keller band? Steve Keller band? No, I wasn't in there. (laughs) In my defense, I nearly said Steve Miller. It was the Steve Keller less band is what it was when I wasn't there. (laughs) That's what I'm naming my next band. Really? Joe Joe Ryan (laughs) less? No, the Steve Keller list band. Oh, Steve Keller's band. Okay. Yeah, so people will just know, like, oh, is this another Steve Keller band? Yeah, like, it's just nope, another. It's a franchise. Specifically not going to have yep. Steve Keller in yep. it. Anybody's <laughs> welcome to play except Everyone else is fine. Yeah. And then, well, no one would show up to that show, dang it, because Steve has a pretty good uh, reputation. I don't mind saying. Let's Now, don't let me get sidetracked. I'm still just introducing. Okay. Okay, so radio personality, family... With a, Does this mean I'm not officially here yet? No. Oh, you okay. can't even. Sorry. Yeah, you're not even here yet. Sure. Well, yeah, you're here. Of course you're okay. here. Okay. Um, let's see. And then you also do and offer like studio recording and editing. Uh, and also, I believe we're getting into um, voiceover work. Just kind of recording your voice and lending it to anyone that wanted to pay you for it that is also correct yes so that one was kind of i was not really sure on that one because that was kind of new within the last few years maybe well no i've been doing that for years okay yes so voice now for, voice for hire in the uh, late 80s you heard me on time life commercials really yes the best of the 70s on time life eight tracks what? yeah <laughs> i love it My, that's awesome okay yeah. So now, I actually said eight track in a commercial once. It was great. Now feel free, since you're <laughs> I, yes. eight, 
feel free now to fill me in on all the stuff that I missed because hold on, hold on. I, I just we got to go back to that specifically, right? Yeah, you know? we and will have to go of, back. To, we will go back to that, but I want you to first like like grade on a on a on a letter scale grade like in middle school. Yeah, how well he did on your introduction? B plus. Oh, okay, that's better than I thought. B plus because there's right. always more of a person that you yeah. don't know. Yeah, that's what and we're yeah. here to find. Yeah, uh, we could talk about that. We could talk about anything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, uh, I also am a, a songwriter mm-hmm. and uh, a multi instrumentalist, right? Because I can play drums, I can play bass, I can play guitar, I can play mm-hmm. keys mm-hmm. and trumpet. If you really, really pay me a lot of money, I'll figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, and brass. I can do brass. I was in band. I was in, you know, I mean, I think most DJs are just musicians who decide they just wanted to play music for four hours and not pick up anything, you oh, know, yeah, and just gotcha. be in the studio with themselves. Um, and that's the way a lot of DJs are. And mm-hmm. that's the way I got into there. Um, I wanted to get into entertainment any way I knew how. Yeah. Any way I knew, wanted to do it. I could sing, I could do all this stuff. Um, I see what you mean. The uh, teenage me was a freak. Mm-hmm. Um, You're just like, I will learn anything it takes to get me in this yeah, business. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, when I, was, when I was like 16, I was writing songs, multi-tracking them, producing them. Whoa. I was in plays. Um, I was, by the time that I ended up um, out of school, I was already writing for jazz band. And I wrote a song called The Streets, which was performed. That was back in, uh, I grew up in Ione, Washington, population 400 back in the 70s. And now it's in, uh, uh, I think it's about 400 people now in 2022. It's the same People, the same town, where and about? everybody just grows up and stays there. <laughs> yeah. where, so and no one has died or been born either. No, no, <laughs> yeah. it's, it just people. stays the same. Yeah. It's just the same. So thing. they have a great hospital, but not a very good romantic life. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. So whereabouts is this? Uh, oh, this in, is in North. Eastern Washington, above East? Spokane. Oh, above Spokane. Yes. Okay. And you go uh, past Ione towards Canada, and you got Medellin Falls, where I was born, which was also the basis for the uh, one of the TV shows they had uh, came off the top. I'll, I'll think about it later on. Okay. Um, okay, that's cool. So anyway, yeah. Small town. Small town. Very small town. Creative kid. Small yep. town. Yep. Okay. And then, uh, and then uh, me and my brother and my mom... Uh, lived there, went back and forth in Spokane, and grew up just just loving music, loving radio, mm-hmm. loving anything that had to do with records. I still collect records. Oh, yeah. And um, I just wanted to get into something that I knew was going to give me a paycheck. I wanted to act. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a teacher who told me, you better go into acting. And I uh-huh. went, okay, yeah. But a small-town kid back in the 70s with not a lot, and mom's just working, and you know, supporting us. Well, mm-hmm. we she finally got found a guy who was a miner, mm-hmm. really great guy. And we moved to Ke- near Kellogg. Okay. If you go, if you're on I ninety, and you go past Kellogg and you see Pinehurst, Idaho, uh-huh. that's where I went for two years and finished up high school there in Kellogg. And there I was in a band. Um, we had uh, me and my buddies who. Uh, Went on to bigger and better things. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a band member who went into the River Dogs. They were on Epic Records for a while. A friend, Barry Aiken, who is in Coeur d'Alene now, um, has done a lot of production music, mm-hmm. jazz artist. 
uh, came out with some new music this year, and was uh, the musical director for Gino Vanelli uh, about five, six, seven years ago. Gino Vanelli, big, big guy in Canada. Okay, gotcha. And, yeah, so that was her first band, and then I decided I was going to go into radio. About 16, 17, I met a gal from Pickford, Michigan, who was also in radio. She was 16 at the time. She was doing a show, and I thought, this, just, this, this is where it is. Uh-huh, yeah. And I decided to go into broadcast school right out of high school. And eight months later, I was on the air. K-A-L-E in the Tri-Cities, Washington. So I'd do a midnight shift. Uh-huh. And then I'd get off the midnight shift and go back to Spokane. And I worked at McDonald's. And then uh-huh. go back down to the Tri-Cities in Washington, which is like... You know, southern Washington state. Yeah. So I was how, going back and forth. How long of a drive a commute? Were? About an hour and a half. Oh, my goodness. Something like that, yeah. I was to, going back and forth. To moonlight at McDonald's? Uh, well, my I was going to school and working at McDonald's oh, on Division okay. Street, Spokane okay. at the time. And um, then I got this job right out of broadcast school to do midnight to 6 a.m. A.m. radio, baby. Oh, Real man. 45s and albums and yeah. cart decks, which commercials were on. Oh. And you had to hit the top of the hour. You had to hit the legal ID because this was back in the day when you really had to do it. You still have to. You know, at the top of the hour on all commercial radio stations, you have to have a legal ID. Okay. You know, and sometimes it's like KMON, Great Falls. Okay. But you have to do the call letters. Right after that, you have to get the city. Okay. So and so, you have to physically be there to do it. Someone, I someone had, had to. to. A human had to do that we legally. Were all live, all live, cool. and you had to, you know, back announce and and back time all that stuff to get to the top of the hour when the NBC News came on. Okay. This is K A L E Richland. Boom. Do do do. NBC News. And I had to learn how to do that on the fly, and that's where I got really good. I had uh, a great teacher, uh, actually teachers at the school, and uh, I became really tight because we were live on the air. Yeah. You were doing everything, queuing records. That was a lot of fun. And that's when I got into radio and started performing also in the 80s over at the Beacon here. I was DJing when the band was on break. And uh, during that time, just, I, just dance music or just dance music. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Back then, it was a band, and then the band would go on break, and music would continue. That was me. Okay. Back in the eighties, we had a good time back then. Wow. Yeah, back in the drinking days. Fun time. I survived it. Why don't we have DJs in between live bands now? I, I mean, know. maybe it's something we can we can get into. Every you know? time I hear about one of those, we're like, Where's, there's going to be a live band and a DJ. It's like at a swanky party or a hipster party mm-hmm. where you have to either dress up or just look like you listen to Bob Marley when you, when you get there. Because <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how. Just you have to communicate that with how you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, okay. Okay. Okay, moving on. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. Why don't we do that? <laughs> Why don't we do that? I know. We'll have a live band, karaoke, and um, and I think a quick draw painting will be good. Gosh. What do you think? You know, I'm just... I it's ju- entertainment for the whole family. I like that idea. In the bars, I'm after sh- 9 o'clock. I'm just now doing hold music, like my own hold music. Like when yep. you take a break and you turn on like some music that plays through your PA speakers for people so you can set the mood, right? Hey, thanks for hey. watching the show. Hey, appreciate you listening. Hi, how are you doing? 
time to go get some concessions and coffee. <laughs> yeah, you. So, so you. If if none of this goes through, what you should do is be pre-recording that with your little voice on there. Little voice. I didn't mean that, but like with your voice on there with little messages about like, don't forget to order this special. Oh yeah. Okay. You know. You want to give I, me some background trumpet? I've, sure. I'll try I've, a few. I've stepped away. Okay. There we go. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> <clears throat> I'm providing percussion. There's the you. Oh, I um, like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so another thing you don't know about me is mm-hmm. all the stuff that I do uh, when I'm not on the air. Uh-huh. And what uh, is it that you do? Well, <clears throat> put it this way. I have a lot of interests. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. Very, very big interests. Uh, I'm interesting as well. I only have small interests. I take lo- <laughs> lots of, lots of Go on, I am, I am a somewhat of a music curator. Hey, okay. I'm okay. with you. I am full of useless information about the whole history of pop music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and collecting records gives you that perspective. I've been doing that since I was a kid. Uh, I still have like my very first record, which was The Beatles. And I love her, and if I fell on a forty-five, which my uncle gave to me, hmm. and I still have that. Wow! So I I know a lot about the music business in general, um, and I've really it's 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 uh, it's an obsession. So in science, I wanted to be a scientist at one point when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So I'm very much into science. I read. Um, I go to the, the papers themselves. I'm the weirdo. I don't look at uh, CNN or uh-huh. read the news. I go to the actual papers, especially on the COVID stuff that happened. So you're like, um, let me go to the, <clears throat> the horse's scientific mouth. Yes, exactly. And okay. then I go through that stuff and see what they're doing. Okay. Uh, and, and try to keep up with that. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I've always had this fascination with with biology. When, uh, you know, when you're when you're third grade, fourth grade, and you ask your teacher, well, how does one cell turn into two cells, and all of a sudden, it's skin cells and bone cells? Uh-huh. And they couldn't say. And I yeah. figured, at one point, I will be the one to find that out. Of course, they all know how that is now, but that was that could have been me. Yeah, magic. Yeah, if, yeah. I, if I didn't actually get into radio, and if I had the money to go to college, I would have been into biology and science. So, so quick question. Whenever someone says papers to me, I think newspapers, yeah. but you're talking about publicized scientific papers. Yes, correct. Yeah. Like okay. peer-reviewed. Just, yes. just yes. to clarify, just that you're not reading the newspaper for your science. You're right. not going to you're, CNN. I, no, I'm you're reading going, the actual you're papers. You're going to like where, where the people with papers. doctor degrees yeah. write peer-reviewed papers and yeah. you read those. Yeah. Right. I just that's go to where Wikipedia. the chemistry comes in handy. So. <laughs> yes, you, you go to Wikipedia. I'll just go to Wikipedia and I print, I print it off <laughs> and then I and call then that call the papers. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, I've yeah. and they're white, so I'm like these are white papers. So now it adds because a, <laughs> you're saying this, I have to have a follow up question: Is okay. like, what's your favorite place to go to for those? Because a lot of times you uh, have like maybe a subscription. Yeah. Um, and do, you so what do you subscribe? Yeah. Uh, no, I actually um, there's a lot of stuff on. Um, I like the curation of Google News, their their news app. And then I'll go and find out in the science section what's going on. And you can always tell if an article you're reading 
is legitimate or not because of the links that they'll give you to the source that they are using right. to write that article, to right. summarize whatever mm-hmm. they want to do or, or the implications it has for whatever the subject the writer mm-hmm. is talking mm-hmm. about. So I will click on those links and I'll read exactly what that paper says. And it's fun to compare to see what the writer says about it. See mm-hmm. how accurate they are. Right, right. And for me, that's it's just a mental exercise that I really like. You know, I'm looking for the truth in everything. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I always try to find out, you know, the, the real thing. What's going on here? Everybody has an opinion, but what's going on? Yeah, interesting. You know? interesting. And uh, I've been a news hound ever since I was a kid. I used to watch... You know, four or five years old, I'm stuck there watching Walter Cronkite every mm-hmm. night. That was my favorite show, mm-hmm. CBS News. So Man. going into news and broadcasting, and mm-hmm. I've done some TV, uh, uh, it just continues that. And I continue to learn all the time. And it's so important, too, because, I mean, no no matter what news you're going to watch, if you remember that old um a couple decades ago, there was a guy who was known for calling in and just posing as uh, this this incredible character. You know, someone who was just, you know, he would start a club or an organization that was completely against women uh, feeding their babies or breastfeeding in public, right? Yeah. And they would bring him on the whatever talk show, and they were like, how can you believe this? And he'd, he'd be like, well, this is what we believe, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and they would have a series of it, and he would go on and on and on. And and then after he'd had his fun, he would go. By the way, I'm just this trickster. I don't. This person doesn't exist. I, what, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to show you that um, the news happens so quickly sometimes yeah. that they they didn't even look me up. Like I gave them my name. They didn't. They didn't just do a quick search and see that I'm a trickster. They they just brought me on because they needed this hilariously you know sensational story. Like I I'm fine with women doing. You know, I totally that's why isn't that ridiculous? Like why would someone believe that? Yeah, it's it's playing with people's brains. Yeah, that's what it is. Psychology. And, yeah. and I thought and that so that got me thinking this morning and I was like thinking about the same thing like the like, trying to develop the powers of discernment. You know, how do you, when someone presents you something and it sounds very believable, very exciting, maybe fills you with emotions and passions of whatever, how do you know it's, it's, I mean, because sometimes people aren't, aren't even trying to trick you. Maybe they read the same paper that you read and they just, they understood it differently. They, they had a different perception of even a scientific thing, you know, right. And and so they'll, they'll, they'll say this thing then, and they'll say it as fact. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's up to you then to go. Now hold on. I mean, I do feel the emotions, and I see what you're saying, but let me consider it. Let me just weigh that for a minute. And I'm like, that that reminds me of um, when you when you're talking when you're trying to hire a drummer or a musician, and they'll tell you all about their um, what they can do. They're like, oh, I've played with this, and I've got I went to that school, and I know this and this and this, and this is the quality of my equipment. And you're like, and you're like, well, great. Let's play a simple blues together. You know, we're in G and, and it'll be about this pace. You know, let's do something that feels good together. Let's listen. Yeah. And then they, you cannot get them to like, you just never get in sync with them, you know, and you just, you feel it. You're like, okay, well, I know you said a lot of things, <laughs> but I can tell that you actually don't practice with a metronome or some sort of thing checking you. You don't, sure. you don't ever. Sure. And I am looking for someone that has that ability yeah. and you can tell me all day how you think you're great, but my powers of discernment 
have the I use these tools and my tools have been developed because I use a metronome and I or whatever the thing is. You know, like I I I I have tools of measurement and logic, logic and rhetoric that we all can use. And when you tell me a thing, I'm gonna use my tools on it. And if I can just and if I find something not equaling, then then I'm gonna just have to say that, you know, instead of just going along with with you because you're the biggest, shiniest, most good looking, richest one with the greatest argument. You know, that that that's really enticing. Yeah. And so yeah, it's just a it's an interesting thing to like to really try to hone those skills of discernment and just try to be there and help, you know, if other people are getting excited and you and you notice all your friends are going down a way to be that one person that might be like, you know, guys, I see what you're saying, but yes. can we sleep on this for a minute and maybe look at it from a different perspective? Well, sure, sure. You know, sure. let's set this to a metronome and before we hit record. Oh yeah. It's true. And sometimes just your BS radar mm-hmm. just pops up with some people, mm-hmm. and with some people, you it doesn't. And you know. Well, and I think I think uh, just recently, you know, science has been called the science. The science, and it, it is <laughs> yeah, it, it is. has turned so political, right? And, yeah. and either side, right or left, is mm-hmm. saying believe the science, and their science is saying two different things yeah 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 because it's not the it's their opinionated science right and so when you said you know even for covid i went and and looked up these articles and did this and now the biggest the biggest thing on the news because i i I typed in google news i was like oh i I don't know if i've ever like checked out google news because they can google can be partisan right like they can be left or right but if they have good links and articles i would love to to read through their stuff because Mm -hmm. That's how you get the facts. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing right now is uh, Roe versus Wade. I don't know if you guys have seen anything about that this morning. That there's oh, a yeah. Chance, there's yeah. a chance yeah. it's getting overturned. So heard about that last night. Something going on in yeah. Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to be... Yeah, so, so... Well, this is definitely opinionated. Yeah, so um, right now we're all in that moment, right? So, like, there are some people who are having a knee-jerk reaction, which is they should have it. This is huge, huge stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm, like, I'm like trying to, like, go, okay, well, well I, I see a story... What's happening though? You know, I haven't heard any real confirm. I heard. I actually watched a video on it this morning. Even even CNN was was saying things like, "Well, we haven't actually confirmed this thing." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was like, "Yeah, but you're reporting it though." I mean, <laughs> so it's kind of like that story. Like you're reporting this thing that's been unconfirmed. Yes. So we're reporting this unconfirmed rumor. So you'd like to know that this rumor is unconfirmed. I'm really I so who's I, pregnant I, again? What? I'm, I'm as worried as everybody else. But like, I mean, if I find out that well, it was a big nothing burger, I'm going to be sad, and my doctor is going to be like, "Why is your blood pressure so high all the time?" Oh yes. Like, well, I'm I'm sorry. I just I get really excited about it's the news. <laughs> I can't help getting my blood pressure so high. It's the Supreme Court. It's the Supreme Court. Got it. And the sciences. They're both against me. It's the science. I can't do an old voice. You so just I did. Can't fit in. I can do an old voice really well. In fact, I've been doing old voices since I was a young man. And now... It's just natural. So what? anyway, yeah. So, so every once in a while, this is a total <laughs> sidetrack. Like we we're on like a serious subject. Every once yeah. in a while, in your voice, there's a there's a personality that like comes out. Um, oh, and I can't. I want to say Steve Harvey, but that's not it. Um, mm. That comes through in your voice that you sound similar. No, I'd have to shave my head for that. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, it's not. But it's not. It's not. 
either Steve or something, but that's not it. That's well, this will be interesting. Keep keep thinking. Yeah, I've got to think of it. I've got to think of it. But but he was he was definitely too. like an announcer. He was definitely. Um, Are you talking about Casey Kasem? Yes. Oh uh, my goodness! No, Why could I, I not think of that? Like you, yeah, you have that. <laughs> every yeah, once in a while, it comes through. You have your own unique thing. I'm not yes. saying that, but like every once in a while, it comes through, and I'm like, ooh, yeah. There's like there's a little bit like familiar from childhood kind of thing, you know. I have I have tapes of me when I was twelve and thirteen. Yeah, uh, pretending I was on the radio or interviewing Richard Nixon or whatever. I was a kid. I was just a little kid. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's on cassette, uh, and I still have that that kind of sound because I was I listening right, to radio right. and little, all those DJs for all those years and trying to sound like them. And I was on the cassette recorder, you know, trying to yeah. sound like them and trying to imitate them, yeah. which I still do to this day because, you know, when you're in a band, here's another thing you don't know about me. Ooh. Metal Steel, oh, yeah. 80s hair metal tribute band. Yes. This has been going on in the Great Falls, Montana area for maybe a decade or so uh, by some incredible musicians. Yeah. About five years ago, I was asked because... I'm the only one who can sing the high notes. Yeah, they didn't even ask me. They no, they didn't <laughs> ask me. But they asked me to, to join the band yeah, like that. five, six years ago, <laughs> um, and I did, and it was like one of the best experiences of my life. So here I was, I was in another band mm-hmm. uh, besides the Thrillbillies and the Steve Keller Band, uh-huh. and you know John Laughlin, my my good friend John Laughlin. Um, we did a duet. Yeah, I did solo stuff, but I was also in a couple other bands too. Yeah. Uh, but now I'm in Metal Steel. That's the only thing I'm concentrating on. Coming back from uh, uh, a country that was just so incredible. Uh-huh. And living there for three years because my wife got a job at the Shape uh, World Headquarters. What, um, what were World Headquarters? Which one? The Shape. The Shape. Uh, Shape NATO World Headquarters. Ah, okay. okay. Gotcha. So that's what we're talking about. It's uh, near Brussels. It's not actually where all the you know presidents and people come to meet in one place. That's in Brussels. Mm-hmm. But we were south of Brussels, and we were in a little town called Castu. What were your impressions of this country and town? My impressions were it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. This town was perfect. Small town, right on the main highway there, going down to Mons, M-O-N-S, which is a fairly large city, but not as big as Brussels. You okay. know, so it was a medium-sized town. It's a little village, little um, little place where if you walked uh, one direction, you would end up in the woods. If you walked another direction, you'd end up uh, with the horses and the cows. And it was great walking. Uh, we had an apartment, great apartment, and um, we got to travel. A lot, even with COVID. Whoa. So a couple months ago, yeah, my wife and I were in uh, London, spent a few days in London, you know, crossed Abbey Road, did all the touristy stuff. So cool. And then we ended up in a day in uh, Paris, which was just absolutely beautiful. So Susan and I have been to quite a few things. That's awesome. uh, And so those three years, it gave me a chance to pause what I was doing. I was working a lot in, uh, uh, here in Great Falls doing you know, radio shows. Yeah, you seemed always busy. Yeah, I was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like you were. It was 16 hours a day, and I'd go home just to find the bed and yeah. get up in the morning and do the morning show mm-hmm. on, uh, on, on one of the radio stations here. Uh-huh. 
in Great Falls. And I've been on Great Falls Radio since 1983, on and off with a couple of exceptions. I, I went down to Bozeman for a while, worked down there at, uh, at a station that just had won the National Marconi Award for Small Market Station of the Year. And so they nabbed me, and I went down oh. there for a year, and then love brought me back to Great Falls uh-huh. uh, back in 91, got uh-huh. married in 93. That uh, was my wife with, um, with my kids. And some people know that I lost my wife in a car crash in 98. So, you know, a little bit of a downward spiral, personally, for a while. Yeah. Um, and um, the point is, find a way to get back. Mm-hmm. Find a way to get back on top. For John, as Paul McCartney would say. Mm. And now, coming back to Great Falls, it's sort of a reset. And, and the, during the last three years, I've got a chance to figure out exactly who I am outside of not being in front of an audience. And what'd you find? I found out that, uh, number one, I really spent a lot of time during my 30s and 40s, during when I was, you know, trying to find myself. Mm-hmm. Not going very far. In, there's a point in your life where you have to keep on growing. And I was taking it easy. Yeah. Doing the best job I knew how, how to do as much as possible mm-hmm. with as little effort as possible. Mm-hmm. Which means you keep on doing what you're doing well and not worrying about too much other things. But my life was very, very busy preparing for another weekend playing. Yeah. Uh, at one of the bars here, and then pick up your equipment. Everybody knows that. When you do four hours a night, first of all, you're doing four hours a night yeah. of music. Mm-hmm. And two hours before that, you're there setting up. Mm-hmm. One hour after that, you're still in the bar, tearing down. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when we moved to Belgium, all that stopped. I was not on the radio. I st- actually, I still was. Because I'm still on two stations in Helena. I'm still doing radio. Part-time. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> but I also did that in Belgium hmm. in, um, in a very small area. It was a very small closet. And I set up oh, a recording yeah. studio. And I thought, okay, I'm doing radio for Helena. Mm-hmm. I'll do it from Belgium. Stay in touch with Helena and Great Falls. Yeah. But what do I do? What else can I do with my time? Who else am I? Mm-hmm. So I became a narrator, and I narrated audiobooks, and I narrated and narrated and edited and edited and edited and edited because when you narrate an audiobook, it is not a first time through. Mm-hmm. You're going through and you're finding the mistakes. There's you're finding ticks, the, yeah. the little ticks, all that little stuff. And after 16 books, probably an average of five hours a book, maybe six, and then editing for months. You're listening to your voice. I got tired of hearing my voice. (laughs) (laughs) And I decided that my new career was over. (laughs) (laughs) I cut that off. 
I cut that off. I told one guy. Oh, who I my did, gosh. I did five books of a six-book series, and the guy said, please do the last one. I don't want another voice. And I said, okay, I'll do that. That's my last one. Oh and my I gosh. said, now yeah. what do I do? All yep. right. Well, now. I've been there, by the way. Yeah. Just, but keep going. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> so anyway, I, I just I wanted to get it back into um, what else do I know how to do? Mm-hmm. I have people. I have connections. Um, I have a lot of uh, my friends who uh, went into real estate, and so I, when I, when Susan gets here and we get established, I'm going to uh, get some real estate and, and uh, get some income there, and you know, build the wealth that way. Okay. Not necessarily have a job, but um, do that, and also do some trading and investing, which I've gotten into, and I learned how to do that while I was in Belgium. So that's. That's mm-hmm. you know it's a totally different direction for me, <clears throat> uh, career-wise. Yeah, and it's a brand new way to make money. Yeah, for me, uh, lots of people have been doing it and been doing very successful with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the Great Falls area, it's ripe. So that's where I'll be getting into it, and also spending a mm-hmm. couple hours uh, setting up my trades, uh, and then also doing radio part time, and taking care of my family. And then doing the uh, metal steel shows that are going on this summer. Cool. And it'll be great. I put on the wig again, go out there and just sing and hit all the high notes, you know? Yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've seen it. I've seen it done a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm really fortunate. I'm just very lucky, fortunate, and grateful mm-hmm. um, that... Uh, Coming back to Great Falls after three years gone, and we came back a couple of times to visit. A little quick visits, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But coming back and um, seeing uh, the grandkids growing, we got a brand new grandbaby down in Helena. So when uh, Susan comes back Friday night, and uh, uh, what are we taping this? Third? Today's the third? Taping this? Yep. Yeah, so she'll be here uh, whenever you hear this. She'll be here by then. And... um, we got a lot of a lot of family we'll be taking care of and you know and catching up with, so life is good. Life is fantastic, and I have never felt more uh, in control of my life. And I was out of control of my life. That's one thing about it. You know, you mm-hmm. heard me on the radio, mm-hmm. and I was always going somewhere, mm-hmm. um, live broadcast or doing this or hosting something or one of the fundraisers here, uh, always going somewhere, and it gave me my control back mm-hmm. to just pause and figure out where my life is. And what I found out was I kind of like myself. There are there things that I didn't like about myself, uh, the disorganization that I took care of. Mm-hmm. Um, and coming back, it's a whole different perspective because it's still me, but it's a different me. And the people who think that they know me because of who I was 10 years ago or 20 years ago or even 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're finding out that they're finding out that I'm just the same person, but I am now extremely happy, and I don't have to fake it if I am uh, in 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 that kind of thought where that uh, negative thoughts, if they take over your life, it is very tough to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And I was fighting that all the time. Especially when you have people that are not rooting for you. Mm-hmm. And when you have people by choice or not by choice, 
it is a tough thing to do, to get past and continue to believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. So I believed in myself only because of the actions I was taking and not believing in myself because of that inner peace. Yeah, so start, start with that, you know. You start with the inner peace and get to uh, who you are and being proud of who you are, get control of your life, get control of your money, get control of your, uh, of your family, get control of everything in your life and, and start being deliberate in the moment on everything you're doing. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've learned to do. And I've learned what not to do and what I didn't like about my previous life in Great Falls and coming back now, it's my control. And it's mm-hmm. fantastic. And I'm looking forward to the rest of my time here in Great Falls, whether it happens to be 20 years or 40. We'll find out. We'll find out after this. <laughs> but, now, but now this message... Keep your feet I, on the ground. I, I felt it in, out of both of you. I'm like, we're going to a commercial <laughs> break right now. Yeah. We don't even have a commercial prepared. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Uh, hold on just a second. Um, pure water. Perfect taste. Aquafina. Try it today. Drink water every day. Ah, and now, back to the show. Okay. Mm. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you. If you're just tuning in, we're sitting here with Steve Keller, longtime Great Fallsian, first time podcaster. Yeah. Yeah, He's probably done it before. Have you you podcasted before? No. First time podcaster. I'm a virgin. I'm sorry. I'm a little shy. (laughs) Well, welcome. You're doing better than most. Thank you so much. Basically. Thank you. And Um, we're drinking. Bad coffee, That's and, God, as we horrible. just heard on that wonderful ad, great water. I'm drinking great this, water. remembering Aqu- my time at war. You know, <laughs> just when I was like, to hell with this. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even, I don't even know what the hell I'm doing here. That's what this coffee is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who made it. Whoever made it should be fired nah. for making coffee. That's the kind of coffee you get at 3 o'clock in Casper, Wyoming right there. I tell you what, it's been sitting there on the, in the burner for a couple of days. That's, That's right. good stuff. It'll, that'll tickle your nose hairs. Okay, anyway. <laughs> you know, the reason why I drink this coffee is so that my next cup of coffee will taste like so much better. And I'm going to look at it and just like behold it for a minute and be like, you are so much better than the coffee I had earlier. I'm going to make you jealous. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have even appreciated you before. I'm real jealous. Okay, go ahead. Right in my dresser drawer mm-hmm. at home. Okay. And I just put it on the dresser just because I had no other place. I'm just still working in the house. Okay. There is Belgian coffee that my wife sent from Belgium to here. And we're going to drink all that stuff because it was a big, big box of coffee. Whoa. We love the coffee over there. It's oh great. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I just need to clarify. By were, we are, who are you referring to as the we? Oh, my wife and I. Uh, Sorry. I was really hoping he was talking about us. We're not invited yet. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. <laughs> House is down the road. You guys are welcome anytime. Okay. Right. I got a French press. We'll be, be good. Oh my gosh! That yeah, that's what great. we need to get here is because the pour over it takes focus and yeah. concentration you to like to there. like do it right. You got to use a scale and everything. If we just had a French press, we could just dump it in there, <laughs> let it sit for a little bit, <laughs> push the little push the thing the down, and you're good down, to go, yeah. and you're good to go. That's yeah. how I do it in the morning. <sighs> the French press. Every yes. day I start the French way. <clears throat> <clears throat> oh, 
and there you go. So there's, so there's your quote for the podcast episode right there. <laughs> Every day I start the French way. <laughs> what, what I? <laughs> you don't even have to. You know what I mean? You just let that. Just let it linger. Just let, let it people linger. go. Yep. What? What does that even mean? What does that mean? What are you talking about? We have a. We have this. Uh, we upload our podcast to RSS feed. And that's how it gets out to Spotify and Apple or wherever anybody may be listening. What it offers in our analytics is uh, a map of the world, and we can see like where people where people download. And so I was going to ask you because I knew that you were in Belgium. Yeah, were you near the town of Mons? Yes, and like you were. And we we have a listener just west of Mons is where it comes up. Whether that's that's true or not, but just west of Mons <laughs> wow, and, in, great. and in Brussels, like tracking things. That's totally. great. Yeah, both those places. So oh, there you go. It's almost creepy, right? It's like, yeah. whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> we know you're listening, <laughs> yeah. and we know where you are. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> let you zoom in far enough to like get like an address or anything. Um, well, let me. I, I got to tell you something about that place, that country, Brussels. Brussels, the city, and, and Belgium, the country, and all of those countries around there. Um, there's so much history that uh, going up, in, you know, going 575 steps up into a, you know, the top of a castle, or you go up to the Eiffel Tower to the top and see all oh, that, yeah. and you go around to the museums and see some of the Egyptian stuff they've had. Um, uh, Paul Rubens, painters, uh, Marguerite, um, it's it's absolutely amazing that you go into the museums and bypass all the other touristy stuff. Hit the museums, mm-hmm. and that's my advice for anybody who is going somewhere uh, in Europe in the next few years. Make sure you go to uh, churches, cathedrals, castles, and museums, and you'll see incredible history, especially any American who thinks that, you know, oh, look at this building. It's been here for 75 whole years. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Say those that's, ca- those that's, castles you're in are older than the United that's States. That's right. <laughs> that's wonderful. Did you, did you see this picture of me in the top of this castle that was built in 800? <laughs> right. Cool. Right. It's been more than 75 years. Yep. It was, it was a wonderful experience. And, and going through with a global pandemic, okay, Everybody I know is in the U.S., so I get to see the United States version of events that are going on with all the political stuff that went on there. And in Belgium and in uh, Europe, they took it deadly seriously. Mm -hmm. You will wear a mask. You will separate yourself by six feet. In fact, if you didn't have a mask on, you were fined or jailed. Mm. And so we had our restrictions uh, from the country of Belgium, where we could go and where we couldn't go for a while, for like five months, four or five months, we couldn't go anywhere. Hence the extra weight on me right now that I try to take off. <laughs> so. make, making a lot of sourdough and goods. You couldn't go anywhere. Everything was closed, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And in Belgium, they did a little bit differently. You know, they put everybody out of work, but then they paid them 80% of what they did. It wasn't like one-time uh, a set fee check like they did in the U.S. Huh. I mean, they paid them eighty percent, and then the and then the people who were own the the the, the businesses, 
they were also uh, uh, deferred taxes. And so, you know, everybody, everybody made it through. Nobody was panicking, losing their houses. They just, it's just another pandemic to them, you know. All right. Last time we did this was 100 years ago. Every 100 years or so, we have a pandemic, and this is how we do it. We got a plan for this. No yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. And the U.S. people going, ah! Yeah, that plan, it's a hoax! That plan is fake. You're all yeah. fakers. This isn't even a thing. Yeah. Or is it? Is it everything? Yeah. So during this, so during this whole time, and I knew, you know, changes are always going to take place, uh, no matter what, you know, no matter where you go. Uh-huh. Um, and in Belgium, <clears throat> while all this was going on, uh, I was losing friends to COVID. You know, oh, yeah. I lost friends to COVID. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that wasn't. And not being able to do anything, you're 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 back at home. You're in this apartment. And you can't do anything, and you just wish you were in Great Falls, uh, or you wish you were in that area to go and talk to people. So that was really weird, um, being isolated uh, yeah. during that time when knowing that people were sick, isolated, um, and yet everyone's connected online. Yeah, in, right. In, yeah. in not the best ways. Right, because you know? I mean, there were even people here that had to watch for for weeks as family members died, and they weren't. Allowed. I mean, even if had you had been here, you'd still have been isolated. And that's true. You know, that's it, true. It, it's kind of the the theme for COVID was that that total isolation. It, you felt it definitely more <laughs> being countries away, but it, it did yeah. feel sometimes like you were countries away from family and neighbors and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was it was a really weird time, mm-hmm. but we both knew Susan and I both knew that um, you know. This would pass, and it does, and it did, and we're still in the middle of it, kind of. But, mm-hmm. but um, I think we're all kind of aware that yeah, you 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 could get really really sick and get be sick for months or years now mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. that. So the long COVID has me, you know, it's got me worried about a couple friends that I know. Um, I haven't had it, so. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm vaxxed and boosted, and I'm going to get another booster because <clears throat> I'm of, of that age. So, um, But that was a really interesting thing to go through that. And and um, and also losing friends because of other factors. Um, I lost my good friend John Laughlin um, earlier this year, and that was a big blow because him and I, when, when I, we had plans to, when I came back to Great Falls, mm-hmm. that we were going to do something similar to a podcast, and we were going to write songs together. Oh, cool! But do it live and stream it. Nice. And mm-hmm. show everybody the songwriting process. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> now that and, and you know we lost John and uh, house fire. Um, been tracking uh, his wonderful wife. Um, she got burned, and she was in Salt Lake City. She's back in Great Falls now. Uh, and those big change moments, you know, you, you, I feel like I've been dropped into a time warp. Yeah, Liz and John was a big hit for us all, you yeah. know, in the music community here in Great Falls. He was like, he was it, man. He was it. We don't have leaders, but if there was a leader, he was it, you know. He was the de facto leader because he also worked at the music store here in Great Falls. He was a uh, hub, yeah. Yeah, and he was. Uh, yeah. uh, and I was, it was a privilege. I was looking forward to every night mm-hmm. um, just having fun and, with and, John and the other members of the band, but especially John. Him and I were just, yeah. You know, we were. 
I picked his brain every single week I could. Yeah. And uh, I tried to learn everything I could from him. That's his pick over there, that purple one. Um, I bought a bunch of those because just uh, just nice. just reminds me of him, you know. And the way that he, the special way that he approached the instrument that was unlike anyone else I'd ever met, and the way that he could do anything. And and when, you know, there might have been one or two uh, people that had approached me to say, "Hey, you know, John was doing this with us. Could could you consider taking your bass playing to this, you know, and using it towards this?" And mm-hmm. I and I I thought about it for like half a day until I realized there is no way. Not in this lifetime. Am I ever going to stand anywhere near his shoes? I'm not even in the same shoe store with him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, like, not at all. Like, his bass playing alone. And he was a multi-instrumentalist, too. Yeah. Just that one instrument. I'm like, nope, there will, there will never be another like him that played it. And when I just experienced it, I just saw it from, like, you got to be on stage with him. But just, like, experiencing it and just being able to compare it to other bands and just going, well, what do you hear? And to, when you hear him play, just, you don't even have to know anything about music. You're just like, oh, that's the way it should be done, I bet you. He's doing it right. And then... That was John. Doing yeah. weird, cool, amazing, mind-blowing, guitar-esque solos if you needed him to. Mm-hmm. Not just holding down the low-end rhythm. God, it was just... While singing. And keys. And keys. Yeah. You know, while, while you know, spinning a plate on his foot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, we spent a lot of time in the car talking Gosh. and going to places. And he's hilarious. Yeah. Ugh, his yeah. sense of humor just got me going because yeah. he just told you like it was, too. That's what I liked about it. He was a little gruff, but when he told you stories about his dad, yeah, who was much more gruff and racist than <laughs> any other human I ever heard about in my life, I guess. I know. His stories were just like, it would get me rolling laughing. <laughs> And even when he's talking, and you'd think he's talking negative about his dad. But and he's not. love. It's you with the love. love in there. So yeah, he's like, I'm telling you a story about a guy I love. Right. I'm just telling right. you, here's his little foibles that you got to appreciate. <laughs> right. Um, gosh, anyways. So, yeah. So you've been, I, you lived through a lot. Um, you were gone for a while. You got basically a time to go on a vision quest and pause your life and be like, who am I now at a time when, and I've, I've done that, I guess, in a tinier, much less of a, a way where you, you decide you want to be a certain way. You, you put, you put on your, you put on your work clothes and you put on, you put on your blinders and you go at it. And then you, you, you pop your head up 10 years later and you're like, whoa, I am very busy, but I think I was just That's trying it. to, I was trying to distract myself from from these other things that I wasn't comfortable about and I was trying to maybe validate myself through just being busy and and impressing other people and and basically being distracted not having the time to think about what's what's going on internally and then having that time to go oh I didn't even understand that's what I was doing mhm my goodness um and now I have all these experiences and skills after all that cuz you did work hard yeah so I wonder it, now knowing this Huh, I, I wonder where this person wants to go. Because 10 year ago person, that person doesn't exist anymore. No, oh, sure. That sure. person has different experiences, different wisdom, different everything, yeah. different perspectives. Yeah. Did not live through a pandemic yet. Did not lose good friends. Did not work his butt off and being what everyone knew you as the busiest musician and entertainer in the town by far. Yeah. And and to, to go through all that and, and to have the chance to look around, take a breath and go, wait a minute. I am a different person now. I think I need to get to know myself because I, I do, I, I still the same. I do. I'm the same person in that. I want to be happy with how I spend the hours of my days. 
It's a personal journey that I didn't realize that I needed to take until I did it. Yeah. Because it wasn't my idea. Right. It was Susan. I mean, she, she, you know, she's so in demand. She's so good at what she did, does. And um, they wanted her at the NATO World Headquarters to do the job she was doing at Malmstrom. And she said, do you, what do I do? Do you want to do this? I said, absolutely. Let's do it. Absolutely. This is great. And, um, of course, you know, ever since I met her, my whole life has been magic anyway. So mm-hmm. kind of like her. You yeah, know, She's man. pretty cool. She seems like your she's North Star. <laughs> Just follow, follow yes, that brightness. She really is. She really is. So not many people, and it's just, for the listener, think about this. Uh, you don't have to actually go on a three-year sabbatical yeah. to figure out what you want to do. Um, this personal journey of where you are, who you are, what do you want to be, and are you that person right now does not have to take you three years. Mm-hmm. It can take you a couple of hours just to sit with yourself. And sometimes it is scary. And sometimes you have to be brave to actually stop everything you're doing and just look at yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. Um, when I did do that, I knew that uh, I was capable of a lot more. Mm-hmm. You should be doing more. different things. Mm-hmm. But to simply do the same things that you already knew how to do well. Mm-hmm. It's not that I ever got bored with radio. I love radio. Yeah. I love performing. I love all the things I was doing. Mm-hmm. But... While you're doing this, while you're making your life easy, other things are going by the wayside. Yeah. Not enough time with family. Not enough time with uh, maybe other things that you should be doing in your life, like taking care of the car or whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I consider myself very, very privileged and blessed that I come back with a pretty clear head. Mm-hmm. Um, I did go through... Um, a health crisis. I don't want to give it life, but I will let you know what the big change in me physically mm-hmm. was. Um, I didn't. Um, I didn't exercise a lot. My exercise was basically playing on stage. Yeah, and right. you did so aerobically. I can aerobically, confirm. Yes. I will confirm that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, when you're sitting there by yourself and you have nowhere to go because you're in your apartment for months. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you're not exercising. And then your, your problems crop up. Mm-hmm. For instance, I bought a cheap pair of glasses. This is really weird, guys. I bought a cheap pair of glasses, put them on. After a few days, the part around my eye and my nose got red. And then the left side of my face got infected so bad, and it was, they couldn't take me in to the hospital. But my whole face was blown up. And you can still see on my left eye, I've got a lot more uh, extra skin than my right eye. So it's still there, and there's still discoloration on my face. But it was really, really bad. And so they put me on two antibiotics that gave me jaundice for months. My liver mm. shot. Boy. <laughs> oh, so from, the, from a pair of glasses? From a pair of glasses that infected me, and it was like cheap. Chinese glasses. So if you have something that's causing you irritation, your skin gets red, take it off. 
Take it off. Take it off. It was wow. even, yeah, right above, uh, uh, on the other side here, uh, near my eyebrow, where the, uh, the uh, glasses frames were touching my skin. I was, I was either allergic to it or it was poisoning me. Right, right. And it got really, really bad. So I was on two strong antibiotics that totally screwed up my whole system. I got jaundice. Uh, sleeping for days, you know, all the uh, things that come with jaundice. And, and so uh, which, I had to take care of my liver. Which jaundice, you know? like, I, I think I had when I was, like, months old. Yes, right? and my exactly. mom, my mom used to tell me stories of, we lived on Maelstrom at the time, where she would set me, uh, when the sun was out, she'd set me, <laughs> like, by the screen door, right, so that the sun would, like, shine on me. I'd, somehow that was supposed to help with jaundice. Yeah. But, yeah. like, I haven't heard of... of People over the age of like three, you know, you hear of like jaundice babies, mm-hmm. right? But not baby boomers, right? <laughs> you don't hear of like <laughs> exactly. older, older yeah. people getting that. And so your skin turned yellow. You're sleeping for days. Yeah. Like all of that. Yeah, all that. It was, Whoa. it was, wow. it was really, really, I mean, it was, it was not like I was dying, but I was really sick for a long time. Things were going great, and then I bought some cheap glasses. <laughs> I bought some cheap <laughs> Go and get yourself some cheap sunglasses, but make sure they're not poisonous to you. That's yeah. all I'm saying. That's why that song is so heavy metal. There you go. Because <laughs> there's probably dangerous. heavy metals in the glass <laughs> frames. Super dangerous to get cheap sunglasses. Yeah. Wow. I know, I know. Oh, that's crazy. They're like $2 you know, Chinese knockoffs, and you know, it really screwed me up for a while there. So, Man. but I'm, I'm, you know, once again, thankful to be back, thankful to be healthy, uh, you know, at, at my tender age of 14, mm-hmm. I'm doing fine. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm very healthy and I'm losing the weight and I feel good and ready to get into it all. Well, you look much younger than I do, which is <laughs> verifiable by any. <laughs> It's human off the street, so. Oh man, you, it's it's twenty five, and you're you do, and <laughs> you know it's you, you turn sixty, sweet sixteen, then you're eighteen, you're twenty one, then you're twenty five, and your car insurance goes down, and that's all. That's it. That's, that's it. That's all, all man. Yeah. Now you're waiting for social security checks to come in the mail, aren't you? That's what you're doing there, because you're older. So anyway, um, yeah. yeah, and and I'm not ready to be that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I hit my sixties, and. I I know chronologically what I am, uh-huh. and there's a lot of guys my age. It's just you know sometimes they say, "Well, I hey I I, I feel it. I feel all of my age." Uh-huh. I don't. Uh-huh. I don't. I'm the same person I was when I was 20, and I don't know how to explain it. I don't look the same, but I feel the same. You know. I see what you mean. You know, mm-hmm. I got the same same drive. I've got you know. Um, yeah, the same thing that I was when I was when I was a teenager doing. I mean, I was doing everything, plays, writing music. I was teaching guitar when I was a kid. Yeah, to other kids. I I had my days, literally. I was gone from six a.m. to probably eleven o'clock at night. So that workaholic thing in me was was early on. Mm-hmm. But to stop all that and really get to where you are, what you want to do with your life, and I can do numbers. I can do real estate. I can do that. That's that's going to be fun for me. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun because it's new, and I'm yeah. learning, and yeah. um, and I'm going to be bad at it before I get good at it, just like I did with radio and everything else. You know, everybody, you got to walk. You got to learn how to. You know, you got to learn how to do it. And I've, I've I've gone through some courses and mm-hmm. and um, 
had, you know, passed all the tests, and which was fun. It was yeah. good. So. G- give it a good six months and see if you don't, you know, start hating your own voice, basically. <laughs> 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 you don't have to talk all the time. That's a great part. About it. No, really, I mean, I was fine. But you know, I really, I had to turn on a radio and put my headphones in so it wouldn't bother Susan because I had to get something else in my head because all I do is I get in bed and hear my voice from all the narrating and editing. By the way, if you ever want to hear some good psychology books, don't find the ones that I narrated because they're they're not very good. Ah, okay. They're not very well written, but I did them. I didn't write them. I just narrated them. But yeah. Anyway, a lot of psychology books and, you know, narcissism and, you know, different ways to of a manipulation of people. And, you know, you do, you do a, a six-pack of those books, which was, I don't know, probably 24 hours of listening time. Uh-huh. And, you get to know, and that's another thing I got to learn just mm. by chance, by yeah. narrating, um, getting to know, you know, I'm pretty good at psychology these days. That was fun. That's interesting. So it wasn't, it wasn't totally a blowout. I mean, you know, I got paid a little bit, but not, not much. Oh, yeah. Sounds like our trivia experience. Yeah. yeah. You know, we learned a lot. We enjoyed learning a lot. Yeah. A ton, and that's really cool. Yeah. Um, but we didn't get paid enough, and we don't want to ever do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so. you find those things you, you think it's going to be fun. This is going to be great. I'm going to narrate my we, own We book. were so excited. Oh, yep, God. We were so and you excited. guys, you, I was so was I. And I got to the point where I'm, I can't do this. Yeah. And yep. the great thing was I had the choice to say, I'm, no. I don't have to. I don't want to. Yep. Yep. And then we, there's a new trivia night at a, at a different bar coming into town, n- not to be named, but we talked about it yesterday, and we we're like, yep, good luck to you. Good, good luck. <laughs> you know? And so you hear of somebody like wanting to get into narration, you're just like, yep, yep, good luck to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Have so much fun with that. Just, yeah. That's yeah, all because for you, though. The, the editing part of it, like that's, that's uh, the hardest part of it, any of this, the podcasting or, or putting anything on social media or YouTube, narrating, that's the hardest part because you do it once and it's so maybe the book is five or six hours long and you, you finally get that full thing recorded. How many times do you have to listen to that same book to get the editing all done and cut out this and add that and then go back and record, you know, this sentence and, oh, there was a horn in the back. I didn't hear, you know, whatever, whatever happens. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then, and then something happens. You're like, well, I can't re-record that part. I need to research how to take this sound out. Right. <laughs> and so, and so, yeah. and you're yeah. laughing because like I, I've yep. experienced this, Joe's, ex- you know, we've all experienced yep. similar things to this. And so it takes you six hours to record it. And then a hundred to mm-hmm. edit it. The editing is the worst. And then if you're, it's your own voice and your own voice is talking about psychology. And so now you're in your own head. <laughs> I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. You, that you could, you, it's a pretty good, pretty good description oh. of what I had to go through. So <laughs> I was, that on, does sound kind of torturous. On the kitchen table with a computer, I'm there. Susan leaves for work and she comes back and I'm still you're there. Still right there. Still there editing. It was, yeah. it was, and I also had the advantage of, I've done like, I don't know, in my career, maybe 10,000 commercials. Oh, right? yeah. Right? You're fast at editing, too. I've seen you edit like a little snippet, and you are yeah. really fast. Yeah, you had to be. You yeah. have to be, because that's what you do. Uh, when I was doing a, a all-call-in show, uh, Noon Hour, I called it the All-Request Nooner. 
Don't laugh. I was the only person in the studio. I like I it. I was alone doing a nooner. So anyway, anyway, um, so am I nooner. off the track? Anyway, yeah, but I had to take all the calls and get them on and uh-huh. edit them down and get the song ready and play them oh. in front of the music so you didn't hit, so hitting the post is something called in radio. That's when you stop talking just before the singer starts talking. So you had to also time things out. There's a lot to, that goes on in radio, in live radio. It's a lot of different now because, uh, you know, like for instance, I've said that already I'm on Helena radio stations, but I was actually living in Belgium at the time. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I did an a internship at a radio station in Bozeman. I graduated from Belgrade High School, and so I, I did an oh, okay. internship in Bozeman. And that was right around the time that things started, like, really being canned. Yeah. Uh, that's what they called it was, yeah. was canned. Yeah. And so we, we go into the studio and they still had like CDs and stuff like that in there, but they're like, I don't know really what to show you because we just hit play here. Mm-hmm. And then we, we, you know, we can pull out a CD if we get a request or something, but that's only during this hour. You know, they're like the, for the rest of it, we just kind of sit in here and make sure there's no problems. You know, and we're like, oh, this internship is fun. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into radio. Yeah. 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 And so it kind of turned me off of radio, but I, I kind of had those same inspira- uh, inspiration. Like, I, I was like, man, I really want to, like, entertain people, you know? I want to I do that. And then yeah. when we had that internship, it took, I was like, I'll just go back and work at Burger King. I feel like I'm more entertaining <laughs> there, you know? Yeah, people laugh when I talk yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's where I got into it. I wasn't, in, I came into everything from an entertainment point of view mm-hmm. entertainer mm-hmm. point of view uh radio was entertainment for me that was my way of being that magic between the songs yeah because there was the time when i was growing up in the 60s in the 70s and i listened to am and fm radio where the jocks were just Incredible! You'd listen to the radio, and this station would come alive. You know, uh, the real Don Steele and Suds Coleman, and all the other great people. I mean, hundreds of people that went through radio, and just knew that when you opened up that mic, that person was there, and it was exciting. It didn't matter what song was playing; you were there to listen to the jock play the hits. You weren't, and 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 somewhere along the line, we lost that, Mm -hmm. or it's been minimized, um, and, and, and I'm not criticizing commercial radio per se. It's just saying there, there are things that I would like to see in radio that I think some people are missing the boat Yep. in, in commercial radio. Because in a town like Great Falls where a commute time is 10 minutes from the east to the west, uh-huh. and you've got a seven-minute commercial break, uh, including weather, uh, you know, from the end of the song to the next song beginning is seven or eight minutes sometimes. Uh-huh. It's too much. Mm-hmm. So if I were to go back into uh, uh, Great Falls Radio, I want my name on a quality product. Mm-hmm. I always wanted my name on something that I said was quality because that's the way I did it. I did it the best way I knew how. Every commercial was, you know, Number one, is it sound good? Number two, does it sell? Does it stick in your mind? And I would find other ways to, uh, anything that I could to make a commercial memorable, not just another, 
you know, come in, convenient service, call this, call that, whatever. Yeah. You know, I was I was the guy that was um, always going for the uh, the Addy Awards and got yeah. them because I was beating these the uh, you know the big guys, the uh, ad agencies at their own game. Mm-hmm. God, I love that. I love that fight. I love that. I mean, just create the best absolute product you know how and i can still do that with uh, locally owned radio in helena and uh they have that same kind of vision you yeah. know funny guys in the morning people you know in, informative um uh, uh they 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 sell products the right way mm-hmm. and they're very good um and i like that and that's why i'm still in radio right now because i you know, doing that even remotely from Helena or from Great Falls or from Belgium. Um, it's um, a way to keep my foot in the door and because I still the, like keep, it. Keep those creative juices flowing, right? Like yeah. being creative promotes creativity. Yeah. You know, so yeah. if you're not being creative, so so even if you're, you're thinking, you know, I'm going to get into to real estate. Well, there's a lot of people in real estate. And mm-hmm. so in order to, to have that edge, you've got to be creative in how you're going to buy a property, how you're going to look yeah. for properties, what properties you're going to find. But if you're not <clears throat> practiced in being creative and thinking outside the box, it's going to be pretty hard. Exactly. I'm an intenders. Uh, I have an intender circle where we go on a zoom meeting and uh, we talk about uh, what we intend to do and, and make sure that it's, you know, congruent with, you know, everything, you know, the universe, whatever you want to call the universe, uh, uh, higher power. Uh, and, at one point, I was thinking to myself, all this real estate stuff, I have to stop this creative spark in me to be practical. Mm. And it's a new way. I've always been creative. And now let's go to the other side and get my practical brain going. Because you got to learn to, you know, spreadsheets and numbers. <laughs> right. Same thing with trading. Yeah. That's, you know, you're, you're, you're going against, against the odds. That every trade you make, either you're going to gain like two times what you put in, or you're going to lose one time. So if you do that 50% of the time, you're always going to win right. in trading. So you put in 100 bucks to gain 200 or lose 100 And either you're going to win or you're going to lose about 50% of the time. That's how you win in trading. And so I thought, okay, this is good. This is not creative. This is just following the rules. This is stupidly simple. <laughs> follow the rules. If, the, if, it, if this trade doesn't follow the rules, you don't do it. And I got in touch with the practical side of me was uh, one of the biggest things. And that's why I got into real estate. But then, like you said, I had said, I got I to gotta shut off my creativity. And somebody said in that tender circle, you can't shut it off. That's the key right there. If you've got the basics down, just like everything else, when your creativity kicks in, now that you have the basics, that's when anybody can excel at anything that they want to do. Mm. Finding new ways to do it better or do it smarter or or even go from zero to one. Find something absolutely brand new rather than improve on something in the first place. Yeah, kind of like the radio business. You know, it seems to me like um, like the food business, the food industry. You know, because back in the '60s and '70s, we had celebrity radio disc jockeys. Like, cele- like now we have celebrity chefs. Yes. And so the celebrity chef is like, I'm selling you an experience. I'm selling you the best one of these you're ever going to taste at the season's peak, plus my personality, plus my brand, yes. all this stuff. 
And and the other side of the argument is like, well, I'm I'm McDonald's. I can just give you a really delicious, almost as good as this guy's burger, <laughs> and I can give it to you for way cheaper, and you can be on your way. Yeah. And so there's always that argument, and I think in radio, it just seems like the the fast food mentality won for a few decades, and everyone's just like, you know what? Just read a commercial. Don't leave any pauses. Have a monotone voice. Just get as many commercials as you can out there, and it's just a numbers game. And so we're just going to follow the numbers game, and we're not going to use any creativity. And you know, so we're not going to we're not going to just acknowledge any of our predecessors and where ra- the golden age of this this has come from. We're not going to use any of that wisdom mm-hmm. we're just going to now use this new mcdonald's thinking yeah. and so then i stopped listening to the radio and so did everybody else and so radio shrinks and shrinks and everyone's like well what happened why did that happen <laughs> and we're like well it's because there's only one person who are who is just pushing one button not putting their personality into it not thinking about it and trying to have that um that uh, that 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 struggle between the corporate ad agencies and your tiny little one man operation maybe you know there's none of that there's just eh add the numbers push the button let's go <laughs> let's go have some lunch it i don't can, have time to have be passionate about this yeah it can be like that but here's one there's two words that people are forgetting in all of this in the mm-hmm. business show business show business show business mm-hmm. radio had been show business Radio was the TV of its time at one mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. And then radio became show business with uh, uh, personalities, DJs. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even the people on TV back in the day on TV were, boy, those were personalities, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that there's a, there's a point, I think maybe it's part of society where we're not that impressed with stars, you know, I, I, I like people who are real. And, and I, uh, one thing that I noticed, when you're in Belgium and you're listening to different radio, like the BBC, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which had an AM station that you could get in the daytime, and listening to the BBC and people who were, have been in singers and, uh, and actors from England and sometimes from Ireland, they would talk with them. During lockdown. And somewhere along the line, I got the feeling that this was different because in England, they're not stars. You don't revere them. They're just people who are well-known, but they're sort of equals. The people on the interviewer and interviewee, they they feel more equal. Mm -hmm. And you got better conversations from uh, personalities and actors and singers that way mm-hmm. because it was all live. And they were talking about what you've been doing during lockdown and things like that and, and how it's been affecting you. And they got into their personal lives where people have been opening up and all of a sudden you realize that talking with people is, is um, on, on a one-to-one basis. I like listening to how people are when they're not being who they think they have to be. Right. And that's where um, even I caught myself, you know, always being on the radio or being in front of people. It's tough to still be yourself, mm-hmm. you know. And when you're tired and you don't feel good and people are, you're expected to perform, you do it anyway. Yep. So I think that this whole COVID thing has been a real good reset for everybody to figure out who they are. 
mm-hmm. um, and what they want to do with their lives. And I think that uh, I really do believe that a lot of people are going through that right now, not just me. No, uh, you yeah. were talking about that too, and you know the changes you hit before we got on here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think it's. I think I think we're going to be in a good position. I think Great Falls is in a good position. I think Great Falls is in a fantastic position. Look at all the talent we've got in this town. Yeah, we, not only the Western art capital of the world, but we've got so many great musicians and people who want to perform and yeah. performers. Actual entertainers mm-hmm. in this town, we are dirt rich mm-hmm. with him. And there's a lot of people that do deserve more recognition in this town than what we give them for. Yeah, you know. And hopefully, we're coming out of that uh, that time where like a couple things I noticed about what's going on with music is I'm hoping what's happening is, is back in the 80s and 70s and 80s when everyone just were, were, were like, you know what, we can make do use computers to make music now. We don't need humans. You know, synthesizers were really big. And then we had that huge swing back to uh, acoustic folk music, you know, because yeah. people were just so tired with computer stuff, everything's so perfect, because mm-hmm. that's not humanity. That's not who we are. We have mistakes. We have our foibles and flaws, and that makes up our personality. Yeah. And I think people, they, they get... They get thirsty for that. They get starved for that when there's not enough of it. And so with the pandemic showed me that when, when I have everything at my fingertips, I don't really like anything. You know, I, I, I don't really have a music that I'm just like, oh, this music. And I'm waiting for this next record to come out because there is none of that. I can listen to anything I want all of the time. And I, I talk to my kids about it. And I'm like, well, who, who are you guys listening to? Like, who do you have a love of a genre of a type of music? And they're like, nope, just whatever. And they don't care if it's old jazz. I noticed they don't care. They're like, it could be old jazz. It could be new Lady Gaga stuff or whoever the mm. new person is. And, and I was just like struck, like, wow, because I was, I had to listen to what was on the radio and what I could get my hands on growing up. And now I can look back on that and go, well, this is different now. And I play music. Now I play covers for people. And I try to just get an idea of, well, what do you guys like? I know what I can kind of do good. Mm-hmm. I know it's outside of my comfort zone and what I can't really deliver all that well. And I'm willing to make a compromise. Uh, but the thing that I have to have is I have to be true to me. Like I really have to like it. Like if I don't, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna perform it. I'm not gonna play that show. I'm not going to put on a costume that doesn't that doesn't represent me. Like mm-hmm. I, I will dress the part. I think you know that's there's something to be said about that. But yeah. I'm trying to like uh, do music on my own terms instead of do instead of figure out what's the most rich person. What what's Kanye West doing? What's Taylor West? Or, you know, uh, Taylor Swift. Kanye West and Taylor Swift. What are those guys doing? Because I don't care. When I look at their, when I had the time when I was at home to l- really look at their lives, because everyone shares everything on Instagram, I actually thought I, I would hate to live that life. I, I would hate paparazzi following me around, or I would hate it if all these reporters or these these personalities were making fun of me and making videos about how dumb I am and making songs about how stupid I look. Like I would really not. I, I don't care how much money you give me. I would not like that life. So what is it for me? And that's what I find. I'm hoping that a lot of people are doing because this, that one year, uh, 2000, 
or 2020, Fender guitarists sold more guitars than they ever have in their entire history that one year. And I was like, <laughs> what else that's do a, people have to do? That's a good sign. I think yeah. people are they're tired of just like listening to people pushing a button. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? Yeah. I want to learn how to play a guitar, a right. real guitar for right. real people. Yeah. You know? So I'm hoping that that's where we had to look inside of ourselves to figure out who we were and what's important because all of our comfort zones were disrupted. And now I feel like we we now have this very, we have this feeling of time that it could be finite. You could lose your friend. You could lose your situation. You could lose yourself in a couple of weeks. So what are you doing today and why are you doing that? <clears throat> being happy here and now, being satisfied, mm-hmm. being grateful for Aquafina water. Oh, it's so good. Pure water. Perfect taste. And now back to our show. So, Thanks for, if you're just joining us, this show is not brought to you by Aquafina. Because they're probably a terrible company. We shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. Probably See, most by, water bottle companies are not the greatest. It's probably going to say Nestle on here somewhere. Uh, I don't know. What it says here? Um, bottle company. of. Oh, it's PepsiCo Inc. Okay. Is it? Okay. Uh, okay. Is there anything, any bad press on PepsiCo Inc? Um, so it, any big company. There's leave us a note in the reviews yeah. if you're listening. To <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just tell us that PepsiCo is an evil company and we'll, we'll do a, maybe like a mini, mini soda on it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not going to do that. But I... <laughs> <laughs> why don't we have, why don't we have fizzy water? Why don't we have. I mean, club soda, right? You can get club soda, but I mean, you know, over in Belgium, we got hooked on. Oh, it's everywhere then. They like fizzy waters yeah. and different types of yeah. waters. Or water with gas, or you go to Germany and, you know, this this 20-year-old guy, would you like water with gas? <laughs> and Is he talking about soda? Just he's carbonated? talking about soda. Carbonation, <laughs> would yeah. Would you like water with gas? Water with gas? I said, no. I... Yes, I would. Water and gas? Sure. Is, what, is this a new thing that people are doing? I, mean, I don't know. Is there like an alcohol content oh, man. to the gasoline that would I, be in the I water? Can, I know. <laughs> that guy, that guy in Germany. He was. We were in Vilsic. We were in uh, station. We we had to go to Vilsic for like three weeks, mm-hmm. and uh, instead of being in the barracks, they had us in a small town in Germany, and it was Kolgitstein or something like that. Just it was. As you picture a small European town with everything, this little town square, and it was just gorgeous. A little one-room schoolhouse. Kind of one of those things. With a bell on the top. And then then we're walking. My wife and I are walking, and we see this sign. What is this? Queen? Tribute band? And so they had no idea. We were in this little town. Queen Tribute Band comes the next night. We had the time of our lives. There were so many stories I could tell you about the things that we saw uh, in Belgium. I could go on and on for weeks and bore you to tears, but that was fun, watching these guys do a Queen, queen Tribute Band. Were they locals? They were not. They were, they were, the, the guy was uh, actually a recording artist in the 90s in Germany Okay. and had some records out because I looked him up, and these guys were fantastic. Wow. And so that did give me some incentive that when I come back, what am I going to do with my musical talents or whatever I've got? Do I have a? Do I even have a place yeah. in Great Falls? And the fact that I don't have a place in Great Falls right now is fine with me. 
because I'll figure it out. You just haven't asked anybody, basically. You just have to ask the first yeah. person that owns a venue, and they're like, yes, please. <laughs> what date can we do it, and how much money do you require? Yeah, I well, mean, that's what I would do. Everybody's... Everybody has a every every band is is doing fine. I'm I am enjoying watching the bands instead of actually you know performing on stage. It's just for a change. Uh, but with the uh, with the Metal Steel the '80s hair tribute band, this is fun. It's a lot of fun, and we're soon going to be we're going to be all over Montana again. We've done Rock in the Rivers. It was one of the greatest nights of my life. Gosh, I've never been we, to Rock in the Rivers. We opened up for we had two shows the same night. So there's two um, stages. Well, where's Rock so, on the River located? It's oh, like near Three Forks, somewhere around there. Okay. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Three Forks. Yeah, that's the you know the Missouri River headwaters where the uh, galaxy. Maybe I'm yeah, and I also could be confusing Headwaters Country Jam, but I don't know. Anyway, it's 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 here in Montana. Okay. And I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's okay. been a while. Uh, it's been three years. I just got back a month ago. Uh, so anyway. Uh, we were there, and we had the the second stage, okay. and then after that stage is done, the next stage goes. So it's us, and I had never been to Rock in the Rivers, and we're singing this stuff, and people are loving it. Yeah. And then we're opening up for Cinderella is the next band. Whoa! And then they have a break, and then we come back, and we open up for Vince Neil. Oh, that's cool. Of uh, yeah, oh yeah, and we're doing the we. We had to drop the Vince Neil songs from our set list. Because <laughs> like, whoops. Because Vince doesn't have the best voice right now. Oh, and okay. um, it would have been kind of embarrassing to actually sing better than him at the time. Yeah. You know what it. I mean? Yeah. You know, you, only because I can hit the high notes. It was really, you know. You, you are correct. It is at Three Forks. Three Forks. All right. Yeah, I, I looked it up. Got a good lineup, August 11th through 13th, if you're wondering when it'll be yeah. this year. Oh, yeah. yeah, cool. We're not doing it this year. Um, there's another band that uh, is here in Great Falls that oh. always does that. Oh, yeah. And uh, the Cadillac, the Voodoo Cadillac. The Voodoo Cadillac, yeah. yeah. You guys are cool, man. Yeah. Keep up the good work. Good stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, I hope to do it again sometime because that was, that was the best night of my life. I mean, you had thousands of people Whoa. screaming along with you, you know, uh-huh. doing uh, Wasted Years from, you know, from the it was the last song in our set and uh-huh. people singing along with you. Whoa. And, and thousands in front of you. It was just great. So, yeah, that's where I get my jollies right there. Is Wasted Years by Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden, yeah. Yes. Yeah. From the coast of gold. You know. That, I've been learning just, some of that stuff. <laughs> I put it down a million you're octaves. Almost, so. I, yeah. <laughs> But I have to sing it in the original key, so you're almost parodying, you know, the the things that about that vocal performance, mm-hmm. and 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 trying to you know make it sound like them, but it's, still you. It's so it's, dramatic. That's the fun stuff. It is yeah. dramatic. It's fun, um, you know, and things like you know, and then you switch gears and do Ozzy Osbourne, and then you do uh, you know things like uh, Quiet Riot. Yeah, where you just get to scream on key. That's what you you know, mm-hmm. which is fun to do. Quiet Riot will be will be there this year. Whoa! At Rockin' the Rivers. Yep. I'm looking through their 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 lineup, and Quiet Riot will be there. Yeah, they were just here, right? Oh, maybe they were here about three the, weeks ago. The, the Newberry is bringing they're bringing in so many people; it's hard to keep up. Like, yeah. They're, they're, they're keep doing up. an amazing job. Oh yeah. Um, Daughtry, Don Felder, 
Extreme, which looks like an Iron Maiden kind of tribute band. It has like the same kind of logo. I haven't heard of Extreme. Extreme? Oh, they did um, uh, More Than Words. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Buck Cherry. Yeah. Dorothy Scott and Strap of Creed. Scott Uh, Stapp is going to be here? Cool. Yep. I just started singing some Creed. I can't believe it. I was like, eh, nobody likes Creed. But then people are requesting it. I like doing Creed. You don't have to do consonants. That's true. (laughs) I mumble the whole thing. There's a a funny funny reel that's popular right now that said, when Creed sang this, I was inspired, and it's just mumbling. That's like like the, the, um, oh, what is it called? The, the lyrics when they put it up there. What is that called when you have... Subtitles? Subtitles. Subtitles. Wow. And the uh, subtitles are just like a mix of like vowels. With arms wide open. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's what he's singing. Okay. And I know what you're wondering right now. And the answer is, it's Bad Moon White again, is what he's saying. Bad Moon White again. Bad Moon White again. Yep, that's exactly. So, <laughs> let, but let's hear it. Let's hear it. Bad Moon White again. Perfect. Okay. Yep. You're hired. Yep. Calls around me. I can hear it now. There you go. Yeah. Bad Moon White again. It's like he says it again, I even think. He's like, he really wants you're to You're hired. You start next week. You'll be in Toledo. <laughs> Pack your bags. You know, I've thought about doing a tribute band of somebody. Because, I mean, if you do your do your research, I mean, those guys get paid the most. They're getting paid better than everybody. If you do it like a spot on tribute of somebody, yeah, it's great business. Yeah, I mean, I almost look like Chris Christopherson. People tell me Chris Christopherson sued me for looking exactly <laughs> like him and trying to steal his. I'm just kidding. He didn't do that. <laughs> He's like, you can't just like take my look. Like, I'm not doing that. I'm just, I'm. I look like a really old folk rocker. Chris Christopherson, I had to look him up real quick. Yeah, is, is the, it, well, he's the guy. He's the guy off Blade. Yep, that's how I would know him. Oh, the guy yeah. off Blade. He's, he's yep. on Blade that helps uh, out uh, Wesley Snipes. What would you call that guy? I want to call him a coach. Hey, coach. Yeah, but he's yeah. Not the he's coach. like he's like the inspirational <laughs> because of the role he plays in the movie. You know, either in this or the next movie, he's going to either have a very very close run in with death, where he's on his deathbed for a long time, or die. Yep. Right, yeah. so that then there's like this vengeance that can come out of his protege. Yeah, they yeah. set that up really well. Yeah, in that first one. Oh, man, <laughs> shout out to Blade. Yeah, Chris Christopherson or half the Adam Sandler movies. You right there. Yeah, he's yeah. got he's got different cheekbones. Your cheekbones are uh, no offense, a little softer. Listen, but other know, than that, you guys are right there. That guy was like an underwear model that can like graduated from West Point. Did you know that he graduated from West Point? I could probably find it on Wikipedia right now. Check the articles. Those those cheeks, man, they are really soft. Those are really good. I have the softest cheekbones in the business, baby. Just cartilage. (laughs) There's there's the quote from the podcast right there. (laughs) That's it. Not the French one. What was the French one? Um, I wake every month. I I start every. Every day the French way or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. those, mis- just combine them both. I start every day the French day. I have the softest. Just combine and them both. Because I have the softest cheekbones in the body. Yeah. In the distance. Because <laughs> what could that mean? It's up to you. <laughs> I love it. But you, you could do that with a French accent too and really make it, you know, people Ab- wonder. Absolutely. Yeah. Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu. Every day. I start my day the French, the French way, way. <laughs> because I have the softest cheeks in the business. 
And then, of course, the ha 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 ha. Are your cheeks hard? It's not possible. No. <laughs> no. My, my cheeks are so much softer than his. Yes. How can you talk to this man with the hard cheeks? <laughs> your cheeks are like rocks. How do you get through life? His chiseled features. <laughs> <laughs> you need soft cheeks like cheese. <laughs> Here, try this Gouda. Who would you rather cuddle like with? A, like a smoked Gouda. Smoked Gouda. <laughs> Oh, those are nice cheeks. Here, put some more on there. <laughs> and the little bruschetta salami. <laughs> there you go. Your face is a sandwich now. Delicious. Speaking yeah. of food, yeah. that's the one question I really wanted to ask you about Belgium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your favorite, so you mentioned the coffee. I, when I think of Belgium, I only went through there on my way to Iraq, and we weren't allowed to like... We were at the airport. It was like barbed wired off. Like you couldn't right. like go anywhere. Right. But I was like, we gotta like try to find chocolate, right? Yeah. Like that's the yeah. only thing I could think of was chocolate. What was what was your your I don't know like your three favorite meals or the most memorable things? Or, oh, you know, whatever. Like, like give us that. Great question. And and let me preface this by saying I'm a little hampered because I have celiac disease, so I can't have wheat. Yep. There goes the waffles. Well, I put it this way: I'm not supposed to. <laughs> okay. I'm not supposed to have. Waffles, waffles are out. Yeah, beer is out. Uh, I know, and everybody was saying, you know, before I left, you, oh, you're gonna love the beer. Yeah, <laughs> can't drink it. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, but one of the things that I really loved were the mussels. Um, the mussels, yeah, in Brussels, yeah, mussels in Brussels. Okay, yeah, <laughs> and they bring you this absolutely huge uh, Dutch oven. And uh, the mussels will be in there, and they're just fantastic. Loved it. And it was like 20 euros, something like that, and you just got like, I don't know, it was full. My mind is blown. I thought yeah. everyone was referring to Jean-Claude Van Damme when they said the mussels in Brussels. The mussels, no. No, the mussels of There's Brussels actually are actually mussels, mussels in Bru- that you are, eat. Yes. De- yes. Delicacies. Yes. Oh, my God. That yeah, sounds awesome. Fantastic. Really good. Okay, what else? Um, uh, you know what else I really liked was there was a, a, a She Uncle Sam, C H E Z Uncle Sam, which was an American restaurant right in front of Shape NATO Base. And it was right there oh. where we could get our own version of American food. Uh, you know, the fries are big, uh, the hamburgers. Uh, everybody loves fries. I don't know why. Belgium is known for, you know, French fries. But they're made differently and not a lot of salt and not a lot of fat, which is good. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, just we would get takeout. When they opened up the restaurants again, we couldn't, you know, couldn't wait because you couldn't go anywhere for a while. And when they opened up the restaurants for takeout, only over there they call it takeaway, um, we, we did a lot of that, so we had hamburgers and things like that, just regular food. But also, it's interesting having Mexican food or different kind of cuisine when you're in a, a country that's known for Belgian food, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, some of, and some of the Chinese restaurants, there's a restaurant there near Jerbis, which is, uh, as you go to Chev's Army Air Base, which was another place where we went frequently because they had american food like you know real peanut butter which they don't do um 
in Belgium, they don't do just peanuts and salt, which is, I like that natural peanut butter. Couldn't get it anywhere in Belgium except on the base. Wow. So things like that. You know, the foods that, that you think are, are you're going to like, and you realize, you know, we, we just went back to Mediterranean eating. Uh, that's what our diet ended up to be. Lots of the Mediterranean diet. Once in a while, we'd have popcorn for, you know, dessert or an apple or whatever like that. We started eating better, Mm -hmm. uh, but also enjoying the food. And what was also interesting was there was never a bad restaurant. Every restaurant we went to had fantastic service, fantastic food. They let you sit there for two hours, three hours. That's the way they do it. And also, dinner is also very late. Oh. Uh, restaurant, we were, we were next to a restaurant, which we never did get a chance to go to, uh, in the apartment over there in uh, Castu. And <laughs> let me tell you, those, those restaurants don't open until 6.30, 7.30 sometimes. Whoa. And you go home after work or whatever, get yourself ready, you go out and you have a great meal and sit there and... Dine and talk. Enjoy your time. Enjoy your time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's different. There's no yeah. like, hey, we got to turn this table over to make more money. Get out of here, you selfish yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They don't come to you. How's your food? Yeah. You go to them. No rush at all, but no. I'm going to tell you three times. <laughs> there's still no rush. And there's still no rush. By the way, um, yeah. but I'm going to tell you again. Yes. Get out of here, by the way. Get out of here. None of that. It was it was a it was a great experience. That's uh, er, cool. Everybody I met was, uh, which I didn't get a chance to meet a lot of people, but everybody I met was just absolutely great, um, great people. Uh, and um, the neighbors in the apartment were also pretty much older or military, so it was pretty quiet, which mm-hmm. was thankfully fantastic for the work that I was doing. Oh, yeah. Being, you know, using the microphone on the air or narrating. <clears throat> Once in a while, um, there's, since we were on the main road there, uh-huh. you sometimes hear the traffic, hear a, a stray motorcycle. Like, you know, stop and go back and do it again. Dang it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it, was, it was a great experience. And uh, my wife and I, who we just got married a few years ago, um, became closer. Um, we really got to trust each other. We got really, really close. So, uh, when I left three years ago to go to Belgium, she was there already there for nine weeks Mm -hmm. and we just got married. And so that thing kicks in. Uh-huh. I hope after nine weeks she still wants me. Yeah. I know. Oh, God. You get there and everything's fine. Yeah. So, but now she's coming back uh, Friday, and uh, no, I've been fine. I've been taking care of the house. We've been videoing and making Ooh. plans and everything else to get our stuff back because we had to literally ship our car and our belongings all the way over to Belgium. Oh, and yeah. shipping is this and whole thing right now. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so you don't know how long your stuff is going to be on a cargo ship. It could be a couple of months. I don't know. Golly. You don't know. But I think everything's better now. So uh, so that's where I am right now. It's just I'm back and in Great Falls. Great Falls is my home. And everything is falling into place. The family's good. We got family things going on. We're going to have a lot more time together. 
That's uh, awesome. Watch brand new babies grow. You have more time to come see me play. Thanks for coming. I on, by do. The way. I do. <laughs> it's real, always really great to I see s- you, man. Yeah, I've been here a month and I saw you twice. I feel like super lucky because I mean, like you said, like you're known as a busy guy. So anytime you go out to see someone, I you know you, you take that as a compliment. Well, and because you brought that up, I'm reminded the day this podcast comes out is your for- first show out in Hardy Creek. Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, Hardy so Creek. Hardy, Hardy Creek. Creek. All right. At the Missouri yeah. River Bar and Restaurant or Diner. I can't remember. Me and my friends were just talking about that this morning. Oh, yeah? Yeah. My mom used to own it. Did you know that? No. Oh, years and years ago. That was the place I played, I think, my first ever, ever show in 2008. And now he's back. So I'm, I'm ex- I like that crowd. I like fishermen. I yeah. like that time of day. It's just going to be, I'm excited to go back to the canyon. Good. Well, I was excited to come back and see the sights. I mean, I love all the sights and how Belgium as a country is. Um, but, man, when you come back to Great Falls mm-hmm. and you see those mountains and you see evergreens and you're traveling through Idaho and Washington State, mm-hmm. there ain't nothing like it. It's just such a nostalgic... I was just talking to somebody because he, he's a friend of mine that I've known from Great Falls, and he moved off to Tennessee, and I took some pictures when I was up uh, near the Rocky Mountain front at Nylon Reservoir, and I, I put these pictures up on Instagram, and he messaged me. He's like, man, I think you have to be gone to really respect uh-huh. like what, what you were surrounded by. And, yeah. and, and so it's just this, uh, you know, my wife and I took a trip back to Bozeman this last weekend and the same thing, you see those similar mountains that you grew up with and here in Great Falls, same thing, you come down off that airport hill and you see the, the river and the, the city as it's kind of sprawling across. It's, it's just this nostalgic, like smelling and grandma's cookies. Again, yeah. You know? It's, it's yeah. just so yeah. cool. Yeah. And when I came back, of course, all the memories, the good and bad and everything else of, of my past, my whole adult life has been spent here mm-hmm. yeah you know like yeah. I, I grew up in washington state and idaho mm-hmm. but here since i was 21 right on the radio at k99 back in the day welcome all the way through to now well welcome and, back steve we appreciate thank you we, we like having this you, man. this is a real great welcome back thank you both it's really yeah. great we, we appreciate just just the time that you took to come spend it with us and be down in our studio and it's been fun i love the studio i love the instruments i love the i love the lights over here this is very nice yeah yeah, yeah. a little circular we're, lights we're we're learning we're trying yeah. to we're trying to get it right it Use might, what you got it might look different tomorrow we'll see yeah. we'll see what happens <laughs> right. but uh as as people try um if they want to maybe reconnect with you even though you're not going to be doing the same exact things where do you want yeah. them to where do you want them to go well i do have the legacy Steve Keller band page on Facebook and just look mm. me up on Facebook. I'm there. Cool. Um, and uh, if anybody wants to get a hold of me, just email Steve Keller 62. Hint, year I was born, 62 at gmail.com. Okay. And if anybody needs my phone number, it's pretty simple. It's 406. I've got two phone numbers actually right now. Well, I'll give you my Google Voice number. Mm. 406-813-1963. If anybody needs to get a hold of me, and you can, I, I love to talk. And anybody can get a hold of me. So I'm on Facebook, stevekeller62, gmail.com, 406-813-1963. And there's my calling card right there. And, and uh, all that stuff will be down in the show notes as well. So you can just scroll down and, and see easy-to-follow links. Um, and the email and the phone number 
I'm not going to post a phone number. You'll have to listen and write that down. But other than that, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you can't make a link out of it. And yeah. so then your phone number is just posted on the internet forever. And so I, I won't post that down there. Okay. But they can listen. But you could. Make them listen. Maybe we'll let them know it's here. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm an um, open book, man. Everybody, anybody can talk to me, get a hold of me. You you're whatever. listed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty listed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know some DJs, I mean, some DJs actually change their name. They have an unlisted number. That, that's my real name. Wow. Yeah, there's, there's been a few authors that have had, like, best-selling books and their phone numbers just in the yeah in the credits, you know, sure. or whatever. Just like, hey, get a hold of me if you want me to come speak or just want to talk. You want to discuss the details of the book? And so that's great. Yeah. So, fine, I'll post it. I'll put it okay. down there. I'll All right. put it down okay. there. Right. How we usually close out is I'll, I'll say, I've been Brian, and then you'll say, I've been Steve. And then Joe will say, I've been Joe. And then all together we'll say, we'll see you next show. Okay. You down for that? I'm down for that. All right. Cool. Let's do it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I've been Brian. I've been Steve. I've been Joe. We'll We'll see see you you in the next show. show.